Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Underswell. I'm Derek Sabori. I'm your host. I'm back. It's been a little while since our last podcast. I am having a little bit of trouble staying on schedule just because um, I got a few things that I am uh, juggling. And if you haven't checked any of them out, I urge you to do so. This is where the um, intersection of sustainability podcast and personal business endeavors takes place. But um, have a look at our website, theunderswell.com. That's where you'll find sort of all the things I'm doing, working on um, developing the brand that we started, the sustainable uh, men's yoga brand, where um, we focus on wellness for men and with good design, good fashion, and yoga. And we've got a talk show on there called The Boat Co. Talk Show, which we do here in Costa Mesa, interviewing brand builders, creatives, and entrepreneurs. We do the podcast here. I do some sustainability consulting. I teach sustainability at Orange Coast College. A couple of, di- couple of uh, different things going on. But um, so nonetheless, never a dull moment. But that's not why you tuned in. You turn, tuned in to get some sustainability news. So let's dive in and see what's in the news headlines regarding sustainability and stories um, and brands. And don't forget, this is a... This is the um, most underproduced and unedited show out there. No music, no intros, no edits, straight through. So forgive me for any um, weird sounds or anything or any slip-ups. But um, let's dive in. We're going to focus here on the ocean uh, first. I've got a few things that I want to share. One is um, a really cool brand um, out of Europe, out of Amsterdam. It's called Plastic Whale. This is actually an initiative. They've got a mission to involve as many people as possible to reach our goal for plastic-free waters. You've heard me talk a little bit about plastic pollution in the past, but check out PlasticWhale.com. They've got this um, initiative where they're making boats from made from plastic waste. They're saying that plastic waste is a growing worldwide problem. Part of the problem is that people perceive plastic as a valueless disposable product. Huge issue because we know it's not, right? Plastic is not disposable. It doesn't just go away. There is no away. Usually ends up in, um, especially plastic caps and things like that, can often end up in the streets. Um, and if you live near the coast, they end up in the on the beaches, in the oceans, in the gutters, in the landfills, and not always recycled as well as they should be. So these guys have some interesting initiatives, one of which um, is their waste boards project and i don't know if it's theirs but if you go to um go to that site take the link to waste boards it's partner of theirs and it's amazing uh this amazing skateboard um that i got from uh through our friends at vulcan um they shared with us it's a board that's made from plastic bottle caps that have been pressed into the shape of a skateboard they obviously shape it, cut it, but really cool looking board. You can see the bottle caps in there. You can see the brand names. They've got a little video right when you go to their website. That's the music for it. Really groovy little video here too that is um, a little surreal, oceans, plastic floating around, people riding these skateboards. But they say their waste boards are uniquely designed from skate, um, they're uniquely designed skateboards made from plastic waste and they look really cool. I've got one here. At the house, we've been riding it and, and testing it out. Definitely worth having a look at, though. Wasteboards.com. 
really beautiful just based on the aesthetic of all the plastic caps that show. So, so their goal is not to hide the plastic uh, caps. Really, they, they showcase them. But uh, they go through the steps. They collect plastic waste so it won't pollute the environment, they say. They separate it into different types and kinds of plastic caps. Their wasteboard bakers carefully design and bake unique wasteboards. A new wasteboard is ready for you to join the ride. And then um, they're starting wasteboard bakeries, they're called, around the world at places with too much plastic waste and too few jobs. They call it bakers um, because it's almost like this waffle iron that um, smashes the plastic together into the uh, the flat shape, and then they do some cutting and shaping. So uh, check them out. Super cool. Wasteboards.com. Thanks to our friends at Plastic Whale. Um, both good sites worth visiting. Plastic Whale is a foundation. Their mission is to involve as many people as possible, like I said, for uh, plastic-free waters. And um, sticking on that theme, plastic-free, I found, um, anybody heard of an brand called 4Ocean. It looks like 40, but their website is 4Ocean.com. They have these bracelets, which I hadn't seen before, but apparently they're very um, very popular. They've got great reviews on their website, 6,000 reviews for this $20 bracelet. And it says, by purchasing this bracelet, you will remove one pound of trash from the ocean. It says the bracelet is made from 100% recycled materials. The beads are made from recycled glass bottles and the cord is made from recycled plastic water bottles. So it doesn't look like anything necessarily innovative, but it's a nice, very simple little um, bracelet that I I believe, you know, kind of uh, shows your sort of your badge of honor for keeping the oceans clean and um, doing these beach cleanups because um, for every bracelet that is purchased, uh, they remove one pound of trash from the ocean. Uh, let's see here. They To date, um, they've got all these fans on here leaving all these comments, but I'm really surprised because their cleanups are done in three different ways. They do a they do some underwater cleaning they do offshore intracoastal cleanups they have five ocean cleanup vessels that are cleaning our oceans seven days a week they are doing uh, working with various organizations like Surfrider foundation um coral k conservation um, all these different um dixie divers Cito, the plastic bank etc so um, you can learn more at their website and they are also um, it looks like doing some underwater cleanups, but they started just in January 2017, but already they've got somewhere like a, over 200 people attending local cleanups. They're doing international cleanups. They've removed 25,000 pounds of, of uh, waste and plastic from the beaches. And um, earlier this year, they've got um, 8,000 square foot cleanup facility, 40 employees. They've got three boat captains. So... Nice work to these guys, but um, actually they reached a different milestone. 75,000 pounds um, was reached in July. So have a look, 4ocean.com. Neat little company. They've got some um, some cool things on their Instagram and social media uh, pages as well. But I just sort of found those guys as I was kind of searching around for this topic. On that topic, though, as well, are some good friends of mine. Um, it's an organization called Pangea Seed. So Pangea Seed Foundation uh, is um, an international nonprofit organization that they, and they say they act at the intersection of culture and environmentalism to further the conservation of our oceans. Their mission is to empower individuals and communities to create meaningful environmental change for oceans through three things, 
artivism, education, and science. What is artivism? Well, I think you can tell by the uh, just the words alone in there, but artivism is an explosion of creativity, a marrying of art and activism. And they say a picture is worth more than just a thousand words, and you have to come to their website. Um, they believe that art, design, and new media can transcend cultural and linguistic boundaries, inspiring positive global change. So what they do is they collaborate with a lot of different creatives, um, artists, and they give the oceans a voice by um, mainly through a program called Seawalls. They do a lot of really neat activations. My family and I, we've gone on different dive trips with these guys, um, with whale sharks, um, with Galapagos sharks, but they do a dive with humpback whales. And neat little video on here, bringing the oceans into the streets around the world. It says, sea let's see, Seawalls, Artists for Oceans, it's their public art program that brings the message of ocean conservation into the streets around the globe. So they've got this ever-growing community of more than 200 contemporary artists. They have created, though, nearly 300 murals in 12 different countries around the world since the program's establishment in 2014. So you've got to come check it out. They've got all this great video um, work, some beautiful art, all ocean conservation-related. And the thing I love is they get these artists to come um, to the location. They give them some educational materials. They engage with them, they take them diving, and then once these artists have their moment where they're just now totally engaged, totally enthralled with the topic, then they go to work on these murals and just create some very moving, compelling, and inspiring pieces of art um, in a very large scale in cities throughout the world. So it's called Seawalls, um, a great organization to give your year-end donations to, to support. So if you're a lover of art, the oceans, um, sharks, and just activism in general go check them out um, an amazing organization um, love them love what they're doing so that is on the ocean theme let's see what else we have here how about this one revolve um, if we're going to stay kind of ocean themed and relating to surf for example i found these guys this is a surfboard leash company and i'm going to do i think sort of a surf specific um, show one time but in the in the meanwhile this is called revolve with the w r-e-v-o-l-w-e dot com they make surf leashes um, they're the ankle part the ankle cuff if you will is made out of ulex which is a material that is made from the guayuli plant um, almost like a, a, a cactus like plant um, they they're they're also using 100% post-consumer um, PET bottles and just kind of taking a nice stance to do a surfboard leash, a leash for surfing, using um, waste as a resource, um, using recycled materials, and just sort of promoting sustainability. They say, we like surfing and we like the environment. What we don't like is plastic and garbage ruining our oceans. So they're doing something about it, using recycled materials, using um, ULEX, they say they're redu reducing the CO2 that's emitted in the polymer manufacturing process by up to 80% compared to conventional neoprene. And while I haven't tested or proven that theory myself, I um, that sounds about right to me. So check them out. Revolve. And I don't think, um, I'm not sure, they're Nordic Surf Development. So not sure what it'll be like to get these um, here in the U.S. if you're U.S. based, but definitely worth having a look at. 
Let's see, shifting gears. How about we stay in the outdoors? And um, how about Columbia? Columbia Sportswear has just um, sort of relaunched their program called ReThreads. And speaking of waste and recycling, they are, uh, they've got an initiative where they're installing collection bins where you can drop off your apparel and footwear that you no longer use in clean and dry condition. They, um, <laughs> this was going through August 9th to September 10th, so I'm sorry you missed it. We all missed it, but that's a short little window. But um, let's see, for every pound of clothing you recycle, oh, they were donating a dollar to the charity of your choice. But it looks like the program is still going, but you get to choose which organization you wanted to donate to. That was good. Those, um, they have a little um, store locator on here. It's called the Rethreads program. But it says the result is that the average person throws away approximately 70 pounds of clothing per year. So about 23.8 billion pounds of waste annually is created by clothes, clothing and apparel, textiles and shoes that are thrown away. So this Rethreads program is an initiative just to, to, um, to simplify the post-consumer recycling. And post-consumer means after your use, after you've bought it and used it. They say the aim of the program is twofold. It was designed to increase awareness around apparel and footwear recycling options. And perhaps more importantly, to provide an easier and more rewarding way to recycle and give products a new life. So they started a pilot and then they um, ran it again this year. So head to Columbia, see if they've still got the bins there. And uh, it's good to see that when big brands are kind of taking a stand and hopefully they can take some of those um, fibers that they find and are collected and put them back into the new clothing they make. And if they do, what's that called? That's called closing the loop, um, contributing to the closed loop economy. And we touched on that topic in one of the other um, podcasts. But good job, Columbia. Um, who is interested in um, huh, more clothes? How about this one? H&M. So this is on fibertofashion.com. Found this story um, circulating around. It says H&M Foundation, H-K-R-I-T-A, find a way to recycle textiles. That's the, um, that's the headline here. It says the nonprofit H&M Foundation, that's H&M, the shopping stores, the clothing stores, and the Hong Kong Research Institute of Textile and Apparel, that's H-K-R-I-T-A, Together have found groundbreak, a groundbreaking solution to recycle blend textiles into new fabrics and yarns without any quality loss through a hydrothermal chemical process. The technology will be scaled up and made available to the global fashion industry. So this, friends, is big, big news because it says the finding is the result of a four-year innovative partnership between the two organizations. It's a major breakthrough in the journey towards a closed loop for textiles. I'm going to keep a close eye on this one because um, here's a quote, and this is probably um, what I'm thinking here. It says, for too long, the fashion industry has not been able to properly recycle its products. Since there's no commercially viable separation, sorting, and recycling technology available for the most popular materials such as cotton and polyester blends. So when you got, um, when you're, when your clothes, usually your shirt, your pants, they're typically made of a, of a blend. They might have up to three different fibers in there. You might have cotton, polyester. There might be nylon with spandex. Um, there might be all sorts of different blends in there, and that makes it really hard. If it's a 100% cotton t-shirt, that can be sent to recycling pretty easily. 
100% den cotton denim jeans are often um, and regularly um, recycled. But once you start getting into these special blends, it gets really tough. But it says this very encouraging finding has the potential to change that. They're very excited to develop this technology and scale it beyond the laboratory, which will benefit the global environment, people, and communities. Really exciting. Definitely something worth um, keeping an eye on. And hats off to um, H&M for putting money, time, energy, and resources into this because just back to that last topic that I touched on, if we can solve this problem where companies can take their clothing back from their customers after they're done, treat that as a valuable resource, put it back into their supply chain and make new yarns, which can make new fabrics out of the old things that they collected. Imagine that. That's a great um, closed loop story. Um, how about this? Speaking of shopping, the, um, the, the store, the convenience store, CVS or the pharmacy um, store, CVS, they're a health store. They say CVS Health, one of CR Magazine's 100 Best Corporate Citizens in 2016, has joined the dozens of companies that have pledged to reduce product packaging waste by joining the Sustainable Packaging Coalition. This article on Environmental Leader, though, actually points out that they are focusing on what's called the usual suspects. And they say, can you guess the three biggies? So I'll give you a little hint. Actually, um, spoiler alert, I'm going to give you the answer to all of them. Their new focus is on packaging palm oil and chemicals packaging one pretty obvious because of the waste right um, they say that many many other retailers have been rethinking their packaging um, just in order to um, reduce plastic reduce waste reduce um, things that have to be sent to the landfill palm oil because of its crop efficiency and versatility global demand for palm oil more than doubled from 2005 to 2015 this was a report from the Conservation International and World Wildlife Fund. And as you've heard before on this podcast, this has brought unprecedented threats to forests, wildlife, and people where palm oil is grown and harvested and has prompted many companies, including the world's largest McDonald's franchisee, to pledge sustainable sourcing of palm oil. And if you're not familiar with palm oil or where it's used, um, I can tell you it's used in almost everything, many household products, everything from cleaning supplies to uh, to foods to gosh you name it just do a little google of palm oil and, and, and search for what it how is palm oil used or where is palm oil used and you'll be quite surprised you'll also be surprised at how controversial it has become and how much um, damage it's doing to wildlife and um, forests in different parts of the world so the um the other area that they're focusing on is chemicals, just trying to reduce the amount of hazardous chemicals in their supply chain. Obviously a good thing, that just seems to make um, good common sense, but it hasn't always been addressed by companies until, you know, more and more it's becoming a, a thing to do. Doesn't mean that companies have not been focusing on chemicals, but not everybody has been. So good job CVS and good job for at least putting it out there um, into the public eye. Let's see, we'll close that tab. Um, we did the H&M one. How about this one? Switch more to a fun topic here, especially um, on the weekend, just finishing up the weekend here. Oh, by the way, it's Sunday, September 17th. It's 2017. But um, this last one here, getting close to the last one, is uh, Jack Daniels. They've got this nice little sustainability story. And, um, Jack Daniels is a Tennessee whiskey. Am I right? I don't, I don't, I'm not a whiskey drinker, but I think it is. 
But uh, it says, I found this on 3BL Media. It says that from cultivating relationships with farmers who grow our grain to reusing our barrels and sending zero waste to landfill, sustainability is part of making Jack Daniels the best we can every day. And if you click through and go to their website, um, they have a, it's on brownforman.com. So that's brown-forman.com, environmental sustainability section. They've got a really nice little video, Build Forever. It says, our vision for the future comes from an understanding that our actions to address climate change and water scarcity today impact our opportunity, our opportunities for tomorrow. So they've got a... Um, just a nice kind of five-minute video if you are interested in learning about the steps that they're taking with their water, with their barrels, with their glass, with their grains, um, with their energy use. I see they've got a whole big uh, array of, of um, solar panels on one of their sites. It says, in 2017, we completed an on-site solar facility at our Sonoma Couture Vineyards in California that produces an average of 150,000 kilowatt hours of energy every year. The site has also received certification by the California Sustainable Wine Growers Alliance for its owned vineyards. Very nice. So Brown Foreman, I believe, is the parent company here for um, for the, uh, the whiskey company, the Jack Daniels. So let's see, about brands, whiskey, Jack Daniels, um, early times, Canadian whiskey, Etc. Etc. So whether you drink whiskey, scotch, tequila, vodka, drink wine, or uh, other things, those are all here as part of this parent company. But they've done a nice job on their little sustainability video, sustainability video showcasing what they're doing. Um, I kind of think that's it. I've got a nice little um, article here on Green Biz too, though, from Bianca Nogrady, and this was a couple weeks ago, but it's called. Uh, it's called Can Business Save the World from Climate Change? Give it a read over at Green Biz. Can Business Save the World from Climate Change? I'm a firm believer that business has the biggest responsibility because I think for us as consumers and as people living our lives, um, we're kind of looking to the brands to be able to do the best things, right? Because we have the brands that we love, the products that we're used to. So it's nice when the brands can step in and kind of build some trust that they are manufacturing properly, safely, not harming the planet, not harming people, leaving the place. Uh, she's here's a good example. I'm I'm a parent, and then one of the lessons I'm always teaching my kids is to leave the area, the kitchen, your bedroom, the the living room, leave it at least as nice as you found it when you showed up to it, right? So if you trash the place and you walk out of the room, then you've done a horrible job. But if you uh, leave it just as good, if not better than when you found it, then uh, you've, you've been a good citizen of the family. And I think we owe that to ourselves as citizens of the planet. So check back soon. Check back often. My goal is to keep these podcasts relatively short, get you small bite-sized pieces of information, give you some happenings in the sustainability, branding, and um, consumer world trying to bid, bridge the gap here, I think, between the sustainability, the professional sustainability space and the average person on the street getting by, doing their thing. So hopefully that's you, whatever the spec, whatever part of the spectrum you're on. I hope you appreciate it. Leave me any comments. Do me a favor. Tell somebody about the podcast. Share it. And um, the more I see uh, people 
liking it, the more fired up I get to do this, and it's been great, so I really appreciate everybody that is logging in and checking it out, but um, have a great day, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Underswell radio show, or what we call the Daily Underswell. Okay, that's it.